Good evening. Come on in, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to Broken Vessels Podcast. This is your host, Latoya Washington, here with a special guest from Waco, Texas, Lavinia Masters, here for our second season of Broken Vessels Podcast. We're going to give you a second to please share. We are going to have a blessed conversation tonight um, and just hear this testimony. This It just brings me joy because I indeed know that God is going to have his way through the testimony of this beautiful woman of God. And again, we thank you, Lavinia, for being on here tonight. We thank, thank you so much. You welcome. You welcome. So for those tuning in and for those who catch the replay, Lavinia Masters, her story that she's going to share tonight is truly a blessing. Get your tissues because, you know, I'm already trying to hold back the tears of joy because of the lives that have been affected by her testimony, I'm telling you. So Lavinia, welcome, welcome to the podcast, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Toya, for having me. I am honored to be here and share with your audience. Thank you. Thank you. So Can just you Yes, yes, I hear you. And um, and if y'all don't know, this beautiful woman is a grandmom. Now, don't look at age over uh, 30 years old. And oh, this beautiful woman is a grandmom. Oh, man. I look great. Yeah. <laughs> see my do-rag on my head. I look great. <laughs> but I thank God for you. Uh, Lavinia is a poetry writer, a speaker. Uh, uh, most important, she's an advocate, but she is a servant in the kingdom of God. She loves yes, the yeah. Lord, powerful yes. woman of God, prayer warrior. My God, she is just a mighty woman of God that is doing wonderful things in the community. And God has truly healed her from sexual trauma. And so we're going to touch on that tonight, uh, but also however the Lord leads her to move uh, forward or go deeper she has the floor for that. So Lavinia, welcome and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you once again for having me. I am Lavinia Masters. I am a, like you said, I am a mother, a grandmother, or a Mimi as my uh, grandson calls me. Uh, I am a wife of 31 years. Um, I am an advocate, a public speaker, a facilitator, a panelist, uh, you name it, I'm that, uh, and I am just a, I try to be, uh, I try to balance it all out <laughs> at, at the same time, but I'm just a, most of all, like you said, I am an humble servant of God. And I am honored to be here. I'm honored to share my testimony of where he's brought me from, from pain to trauma and how he has used me and the gift that I have uh, that some would think would be so painful. But I'm just grateful to be here. And that's, oh, and I'm also, I guess I could add that I am the namesake <laughs> of the Lavinia Masters Act in the state of Texas, House Bill 8. And it's a law that went into effect to um, basically curb the uh, rape kit back law as far as a timeline uh, 
and all that good stuff. And we'll get into that later. But that is me, Lavinia Masters. And I am honored, humbled to be here and be your guest and share on your platform with your listening audience tonight, Miss Latoya. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So as she was talking about um, her story as well, um, Lavinia, you were um, sexually assaulted at the age of 13. And there was something that in our conversation a couple months back, we talked about the stages of victimization, which I don't think people really are aware of this, you know, and, and how I know sometimes when the victim has to uh, discuss what happened. It feels sometimes like they're being re-traumatized or whatnot. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the stages of victimization, because I know for myself, I did not know this until you brought that to my attention. So tell me a little, uh, those tuning in about that. Okay. Well, we, when we shared uh, a, a while ago, we talked about the rape and the things that I had been through. And we, we spoke about how the victimization went from one level or one stage to another uh, with me. One of the stages that I went through, uh, well, I felt first that I felt that I was re-victimized first by the police department and how they questioned me the night they came out uh, to me and asked me questions like, was was I sure? What what, was I sure that I didn't let the young man in? Uh, Was I, I sure he wasn't my boyfriend? And or was I trying not to let my mom know I was having sex. Right, right. Uh, so these are things that a victim go through. And another thing that happened was at the hospital itself, the experience at the hospital was not the best experience for me uh, because I was uh, not able to have my mom in there with me after the uh, after the rape. And I went to do the exam. So it was a lot of stuff that happened after the rape that uh, traumatized mm-hmm. me over again. So a victim goes through the whole concept of being trauma, traumatized right off the bat. And then you go through so many stages. Like when I when I went back to school, I realized that I felt alone. I felt, uh, I felt like nobody understood me. I felt isolated. Uh, I felt rejected uh, uh, because I felt like now that I have been a victim of sexual assault, that everybody knew this about me. Everybody saw Mm -hmm. that I was different, that I was spoiled per se. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you go through different phases. I went through the rejection. I felt abandoned. Uh, And it was just, I was angry. I was so angry with the world because nobody understood me. At least I thought that nobody understood what I was going through because nobody reached out to support me. What Mm -hmm. you later learn is uh, a lot of that happens because especially back then, nobody spoke about rape. Nobody yeah. these issues, especially in our Black communities, our Black families. Uh, we almost train our children to keep secrets because we tell them what happens in this household stays mm-hmm. in this household. So that's damaging within itself. Uh, and that did damage me deeply to have to try to hold that in, but act out uh, because I definitely acted out. Uh, I was fighting all the time. I was disrespectful. Uh, because I had so much anger, I had so much bitterness mm-hmm. that I had begin that had began to set in as a victim, and it was just layers and layers that happened after trauma, sexual trauma that happens to a victim, and you can't sometimes you can't even identify them all at one time until God begins the healing processes on you, and you right. 
understand that you're appealing layers and mm -hmm. layers abandonment, rejection, frustration, bitterness, anger, denial, just yes. all stuff that you're pulling from yourself, layers that you've caked on because you've been that victim of raping and what it brought to you. So it was mm -hmm. just a, uh, it was a horrific experience. And for any survivor of rape, it, it's a, a horrific experience, but especially for a child, because we don't understand what we're going through. And if, especially if we don't have the support system to help us get through uh, those processes of healing and helping us remove those layers of trauma that that trauma brings, uh, it's it's just a devastating thing to endure. Hey Amen. Thank you for sharing that. And it's so true um, in reference to God's love and how with sexual trauma, there's so many layers that form. Um, but one thing that's true is, is that there is a behavior shift type of change yeah. in that particular child or person. You start to notice that this bubbly personality is now very frustrated, very angry, or very quiet. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, no longer wants to be, you know, playing with dolls and, you know, just, yeah. just certain changes that occur. Yeah. Is there any other clues that we should maybe pay attention to? It may not be, um, you know, someone we know, but just to keep us aware of, of, of what's happening with a, 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 a victim after victimization. I mean, it could be if they if you know about the rape and even if it's childhood sexual abuse, there are signs that a lot of uh, uh, survivors we give off, you know, like you say, like almost being reclusive because at mm -hmm. first I was that outgoing child, but it's, I had withdrawn because I felt that I was, I was alone in this. So, and then, you know, some kids are quiet. Some, some, some children may become promiscuous uh, mm -hmm. after that. Uh, and, and that's no fault of their own. I want to interject that if I can real quick, because I've right. dealt with a lot of victims that struggle with that after being sexually assaulted or having to suffer uh, from uh, molestation or incest or whatever, they don't understand why now I am that person that's promiscuous. And mm. for one, it's a trick of the enemy. It's a demonic spirit. Uh, and that's my belief. But, and I say that because when you, when you enter into a relationship with someone, it's, it's you're, you're, to me, you're bringing on those soul ties of that individual. And so now we have this whole child or this whole person that is is being interactive with someone they don't know or they do know. And you can't help that your body may be aroused or may be accustomed to that feeling. Mm -hmm. That's how we were designed. That's how we were created. So now some some victims feel that they have to to almost like satisfy that demon or satisfy that monster mm -hmm. so they become mm -hmm. promiscuous. And, and a lot of times they don't even understand why they're doing the things that they do. Right. Some, some victims may become like me. I was the one, it terrified me. So I didn't want to deal with anybody uh, sexually after that. But right. you go through so much as victims uh, of sexual violence, and, and so many things traumatize you after that. But it's, it's just amazing how God's love can heal you and bring you back, you know, yeah. from that trauma, bring you back from that pain. Because you do, you, you go through a lot and you don't understand, but there are so many signs. Some people, some uh, victims may wet the bed. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them, uh, uh, they have so many uh, emotional issues after that. They may cry all the time. They may become angry. 
mm-hmm. just bitter and just like they're so mean now. Uh, like I said, I became disrespectful. Uh, I was one that didn't fight. My big brother used to do all the fighting for me. Now I was the, the one, like, as they say, I'm ready to throw some blows. That, that right, was, right. It was just, it was amazing to see the transition in me. I didn't see it. I didn't see mm-hmm. it, but others saw it in me. They would say, you're so mean now. Or you so, you know, you're so disrespectful. Or I had one teacher tell me, I feel sorry for your mother, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't know my mama, you know. But right. I didn't. I didn't I was just trying to protect myself is what I thought from being victimized again and trying to protect what little of me I had left my, my little sanity that I thought I could hold on to as a child, because I wasn't given the opportunity of counseling or talking about this or expressing my emotions and how this made me feel to be a victim. So I did it the best way I knew how, and that was shutting down cursing everybody out, being disrespectful, mm-hmm. fighting mm-hmm. anybody that got in my way, you know, uh, I and I went through the episodes of wetting the bed, all of that, you know, all of these were issues that I went through as a victim. And so they, there are definite signs that children give us, even older people give us, if they've been mm-hmm. victimized. A lot of times, if you notice something totally off or different about them, you should, you should question yourself. Okay, my child used to be happy when I dropped mm-hmm. them off, you know, with grandma and grandpa, now it's like they don't want to go. Now they're wetting the bed. Their, their eating habits have changed. You know, there are different things you should you should watch. You know, sometimes they're grooming them, and you'll find that even some of the older people that may be grooming your child, they may tell you, you know, Lavinia used to be such an honest child. Now she's beginning to lie because they're setting me up to look mm-hmm. like. If I tell you what's happening, you know. A liar now, you know, so you have to be mindful of that. Always wanting to bathe the child, you know, always is some, and sometimes I understand the intimacy of a pure relationship, but you got to watch the thin lines of the intimacy of a unpure relationship because they're exactly very, very close. And it's just so many things we don't pay attention to. And we'll mm-hmm. just accept it as the norm, but we have to pay attention to our children and to our, our young folks because they, a lot of them are suffering and we ignore the signs and we, we just write them off as bad kids or peer pressure or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, young folks, this kind of, now they're saying a quarter life crisis or what have you. But a lot of signs are things that, you know, maybe they've been victims of, of uh, molestation and those those actions are just now coming to come out in their young, in their older age, because some people, some children don't start triggering until, you know, in their twenties or thirties, when they start having issues with that. So there's so much we can learn triggers, you know, people after rape and sexual trauma, but we, most of all, we have to pay attention and we Mm -hmm. have have compassion with a listening heart when we when we encounter people versus just be willing to cast them off and say, oh, he's a troubled youth, she's a troubled youth. Why are they troubled? You know, what right. you know, can get to the core? And I'm gonna tell you now, Latoya, if you came to me after I had been sexually assaulted and you came to me with an attitude of I am a bad kid, uh, I cause issues, versus coming to me saying, Lavinia, something is not right. You know, you used to be this child that did this. And now 
I'm I'm going to receive you better if you come with me with compassion. But if you come with right. me where you're already attacking me, I'm going to attack back because mm -hmm. I'm trying to protect what's left mm -hmm. of me. I'm just right. showing you that you are not on my side. You are an enemy as well. You're not an ally. So we just have to pay attention, to especially our children and the signs they give us because they give us signs every single day if they are being abused or are or, mm -hmm. or, 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 or in situations where they've been raped and they're afraid to tell you. Sometimes we can be so hard on our children, our young folks, that they won't tell us because we society already victim blames. So mm -hmm. if we told mm -hmm. them, if I tell my daughter or my son, always fussing about them about how they dress, you know, and, and that's just, that's me. That's what I believe in. But if I make it seem like because you were dressed this way, that's why he raped you or that's why he attacked mm -hmm. you, they're not going to come tell mama. You know, if, if I if, if I, I may teach you, because there's a way you can teach your children as well. You teach your son, my son, about drinking. I teach him about all the bad things that can happen with drinking. But I don't make it seem like, you know, if someone rapes you because you're drunk or you're drinking with them, that's your fault. But that's what right. society. And I say all of that is because we have to be careful and mindful when we do these things because they won't report. They won't tell mm -hmm. us. They won't come to us. And they'll suffer. They'll act out. They'll commit suicide. They'll cut themselves. They'll become mm -hmm. alcoholics. They'll become prostitutes. They'll become drug heads. My so God. They had to hold it in because they didn't feel safe enough to come to us as parents, as loved ones, as supporters, as friends, as 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 teachers, as counselors, the police, and let them know what happened. My God, my God. So, you know, for those tuning in, um, and just I'm just, Lavinia is just depositing so many uh nuggets uh for for the community for us to help yeah. even our neighbor or whoever um to just be mindful of um but one thing too is that lavinia masters is also a vital role in the lavinia masters act so tell us about the process and just tell us about that act i thought that was something so wonderful when i was reading up on it you know when we uh touch base with each other i was like my god this woman is standing before all these different legislators for her people and for yeah. those who didn't have a voice so tell us about the lavinia masters act as well well the lavinia masters act came as a to me it came as a um a servant well done on earth from God. That's how I looked at it. Because when I started my fight for victims, I started like in 2000, 2002, 2003. I didn't know how to reach out, you know, and help others. As I started, and this is my backstory, as I started out on this uh, journey of healing and helping heal the world, I wanted to give more. One of the things I figured if I can give, if I found out who my rapist was, because I never knew who my rapist was. All I know is I was raped in the middle of the night by a stranger, uh, knife point, heinous rape, all this trauma, all these surgeries later because I've had different reproductive issues after the rape. And I'm like, okay, it would be nice if I can just clear everything, you know, and help others with this. But what I found out was that when I had my case reopened in 2004, 2005, was that my case was sitting on a shelf with other cases, uh, 2004. And that devastated me because I thought to myself, so 
you mean that I went through all of this trauma, all of this, 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 this restlessness in my life, and no one was willing to help me. No one was searching for my rapist. And I thought to myself, I knew then that this was part of the assignment that God had me on. I couldn't do anything about my case or my kit because I later learned, and I'm giving you guys a brief story for sake of time. I later learned that I only had, I missed two, two statute of limitations. I missed five, one was five years after the assault. They had changed the laws and it was 18 years. It was uh, 10 years after my 18th birthday. So here I am in my thirties trying to help change the world, impact the world. And I can't even get justice for what happened to me. Let alone, I hadn't even, my kid hadn't even been uh, discovered. So fast forward, we do the examination. That took a few months, almost a year to find out who my rapist was. Found out that he was incarcerated. He's not a sex registered sex offender. Um, he's not, um, he's not even really considered, he's a serial rapist, but his, his time in prison doesn't justify because what happens was with the laws back then in Texas, he was able to plea down, which means he, he could not take the rape charges, but he would take the carjacking in the burglar of habitation. Wow. Yeah. He was incarcerated for 10 years after my rape uh, for other rapes, but he got out and he did the same offense. He raped again, broken uh, elderly lady's home, raped her at night point. Uh, when I, when, our destinies were set to meet. He was actually coming up for parole when my case was solved. So this was a, this began a campaign in me. My, because I knew then I had to do something, not for me, because I knew, even though I knew who he was now, even though I knew my DNA matched, I couldn't prosecute, but I knew there was still, they said about 20,000 kits on the shelf in Texas. And there were close to half a million in the nation. I believe the numbers were more. I believe those were just the ones that they had counted. And with that being said, I knew I had work cut out for me. So I began my little campaign of advocating for the rape kit backlog. I didn't know where it was going to take me. I began to, uh, I went to le legislators in my district and I let them know what was happening. I began to write letters to congressmen. Uh, and they were, I don't think they understood what was really going on. They said, well, you have DNA, a child, you can prosecute, but that's, that was not how the law was laid out. So I continued. I worked with the Dallas Police Department. They had the CCAP program. We had one law that went into effect in 2009 uh, under Craig Watkins. He was the DA at the time in Dallas. And the law that they helped us, and I can't think of the legislator that helped us, was their DNA go on our DPS records, but we still can't mm -hmm. prosecute. But what happens, right. a reoffend or any crime, a judge at their discretion could look at that DNA, that DNA evidence and say, I'm going to add this X amount of time because what you did back then. But that's mm -hmm. if they to do so. But still, I, I knew that there, we had more fighting to do because no one was addressing the actual rape kit backlog. So I kept fighting. I did national news. I did international news. Uh, I was overseas. I was I was I was going to California. I was going to the Justice Department. I was going before legislators. I was testifying on other laws because and you know and I was just I, Austin should have been my second home because something had to be done about this rape. Right. Uh, 
I joined forces with uh, Senator John Cornyn and then uh, Senator Wendy Davis at the time. And we had bipartisan support uh, of fighting and uh, Tam Parker did some things for us in trying to raise awareness. And I, so many, so many, but still everyone was missing the mark. And then we met uh, Senator Wendy, Wendy Davis as she did her bid for governor. She uh, passed me off to Victoria Niave. Uh, I think that was 2017, 2018. And she was an up and coming uh, legislator here in the state of Texas representative. And she had saw the movie, uh, the documentary, I Am Evidence. And with that, that sparked something in her about the rape kit backlog. So we joined forces. And we went head on uh, attacking this issue and talking about this. And, uh, one of the initiatives she she first got passed was they can get donate on their driver's license here in the state of Texas mm -hmm. to raise funding for it because we had so many. It was money. It was like we was getting circles running around in circles. Yes. So we're like, all we want is to get these kids off the shelf. All we want is for victims to have an opportunity that if they miss their window. Uh, because of DNA, and we can't process the kits in enough time, that that can happen. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, Victoria Niave, she formed a task force. I was a part of the task force. We had other leaders and heads at the table, and they came up with this omnibus bill, uh, House Bill 8, and uh, and they went before legislators, and I testified, and I, and, I, and I did all I could. And so they were like, okay, Lavinia, so here's the deal. Victoria Niave called me. And she said, we want to name the law after you. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. You know, because this is not for one. I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for others, you know. And then for two, and I'm just going to be honest because I, I can't help myself and be transparent. I didn't want to put a black face with the law. And I'm just being honest because I wanted everybody to benefit from it. Right, right. And I had already endured some racial backlash during my fight on this journey. And so I didn't need anything else to hinder that. I, I, I knew God was in it. And so, but Victoria, she convinced me, Lavinia, you, you did the work, you did the fight and you deserve it. And so I was confident and she had confidence, you know, and I had confidence. I didn't, I had to have confidence in God. And I said, okay, I'm ready. So there we go with house bill eight, the Lavinia masters act. And when it went before the house and the Senate, it was unanimous. When I tell My you, God. no, not one person give us backlash. And I said, you can't tell me that God isn't real and he's amazing. By bipartisan support, I mean, and the funding, uh, uh, Jane Nelson and Donna Howard, it was just amazing how God allowed that to happen. So now the Lavinia Masters Act give uh, survivors 50 years after the DNA is... My God. You hear me? So, yeah. So, and they have 90, a 90-day 90 window to get the DNA processed now. We, there's no more sitting for years. And so, mm. uh, and and the, the beautiful thing about it is if there is a hiccup or if we find that something is wrong with the law, we go back and, and Victoria Niave, she is, she is good about putting pieces to it or amending it, enhancing it. And as we say, give it teeth because people like right. what? One uh, media said it doesn't have any teeth. Baby, the Lavinia Masters is a bulldog. It will chew you up. <laughs> I am excited about the Lavinia, and I'm, I'm excited to be a part of history, uh, Texas history, for one, because usually when they name a law after a person, the person is deceased. 
And so there are no laws uh, for black women in the state of Texas, except for mm. me. First, uh, first law. And then basically in the United States, uh, usually you are deceased when they create laws for uh, black victims. And that's just the reality. That's part of uh, some of the racial disparities that we have faced in this country. But God is God is good. And he's Look amazing. And so I love it because I know I am his child. I'm not saying the others were not his child, but I know the relationship and the comfort I have in him. So I'm grateful for that opportunity. I'm grateful for that history. And I'm mostly grateful for the many survivors that will be blessed yeah. by House Bill 8, the Lavinia Masters Act, Black, White, Jew, Hebrew, whatever, whatever, you know, they are, they will be blessed uh, by it. I hate the things they would have to go through to right. get there, but that justice is on their side and we are continuing to fight to make sure that justice remains on their side. And so, yes, it was a blessing to be a part of something so monumental as the Lavinia Masters Act in the state of Texas. Amen. And you guys tuning in, please go and look up Lavinia Masters Act. It's, it's a great read to see all that she went through and everyone working with her for this to come to fruition. But God's hand was on it, definitely. Yes. Uh, because he protected you through the process. Yes, As you said, you faced backlash. You faced yes, so many different things. Yes, and he protected you. Yes. And yes. this is a Black history, but about, you know, it's a Black history moment yes. in, this, yes. in, in the United States that you are the yes. first, you know, yes. living, yes. you know, statute that's been put in place. Yes. But it's helping so many because yes. I can't even imagine a rape kit. We assume that once a rape kit is completed, that it goes to the necessary place or person yes. to yes. handle it. So to know that it had been sitting Yes. And countless uh, victims were just, just their their information just sitting there that could have been the beneficial evidence. for them. Yeah. The yeah. evidence is just sitting there. And Damn. to know now, the only stipulation you, unfortunately, you had missed both of them. So yeah. I remember, did you, did you feel hopeless in that moment when you missed both timelines for that? In that moment, it, for, um, and, and it was a moment. Honestly, it was a moment when he told me, when Sergeant Welsh came to my home after they found my kid, they told me I missed both of my statute of limitations. And I was angry for a moment, but I knew, I, I realized where God had brought me. So I knew then this is part of my fight. This is part of my fight because this would not happen to another victim as long as I'm alive. We would not deny them justice because we, or I don't know if we're lazy or whatever excuse we have to put a kid yeah, on. Yeah. That is that yeah. person's evidence. So I knew this was part of my mission. So I took that anger and I fueled it with my compassion to fight for other victims because it was, it was, it was, it was, it, was, it, it took a minute. It was stressful it, as it went through my brain. I'm like, okay, Lord, help me process this. Help me process this. I was a child. And, and we should be angry. We should be angry because you have to think your children endure, so anybody, but your, your mm -hmm. children endure it. And mm -hmm. they go through this and you literally take their evidence and you put it on the mm -hmm. shelf and you actually close it because my, my kid said suspended. I was raped July 31st and August the 2nd, it was suspended, which means you did absolutely nothing, nothing right. like Three days later, if a whole three days later. 
So that's the thing that that really devastated me the most because mm-hmm. in the, the reason they suspended it because they said they didn't have any evidence. But when it was finally tested, you had semen, you had pubic hairs, you had saliva, you had everything. You had all type of evidence. Right. So I'm like, this can't happen. This can't. This mm-hmm. will not happen where we live mm-hmm. in this day and time with modern technology, and we will fight. Right. So, and that's how I got to that point where we have to give victims their voices back. That's that's their evidence. That's them on that shelf. That's not a kit. It's not a trinket. It's mm. their evidence. It's their body. It's a part of them. It's their life in a balance. And mm-hmm. we have a responsibility to give it back to them. You are also, what's happening now that they're starting to open these kits up, you're realizing that some of the rapists, some of these rapists are serial rapists. Some of the rapists are still out there raping women, you know, uh, or at large. And it's just, it's madness when you don't do the proper things, you mm-hmm. know, as far as justice for victims. So there is much work to do. And I'm, yeah. I'm here for the long haul of the fight. Yes, and I'm, honored, I'm really, I'm really honored that God chose me. And I know that may sound uh, like sheer madness to some people <laughs> uh, because of what I've been through. But, yeah. you know, God has a way of taking our pain mm-hmm. and elevating us with it because we're going to use it for it's just like Joseph, you know, and his brothers and betrayed him and left him uh, and told the dad that he was dead and put him in the, the pit. But, you know, what what the devil meant for evil, God is using for his good. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph became a great ruler and dream for the kings and all of that. So I take it as an honor. You know, I, 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 I do because. I could have given up a long time ago. I could have said to heck with everybody else and, and what happens with them and not be a voice here. But I believe that my voice was loud enough. And, I, and I'm pretty sure somebody else, because other mm-hmm. women start speaking out. But I, I honestly believe that my voice was was very important, just as theirs, and helped mm-hmm. capital, you know, us making awareness about this in the state of Texas, because I didn't shut up. And I'm not going to shut up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind irritating people about it either um, because this is, it shouldn't be so. Um, mm-hmm. we, we say we're going to protect and serve. We, we say that uh, everybody is justice for all. And so let's live up to that. Uh, let's, let's do what we, we're called to do. And so I feel that's what I'm here to do and I'm going to do it until the good Lord calls me home. And so I'm mm-hmm. grateful. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm I'm really grateful on a spiritual level where he took, it's like God showed me though, even though those things happened to me, I had you. I covered, mm-hmm. I still covered you because for this moment I needed you. And it's yeah. like he trusted me. It's almost like with Job, you know, and all that Job went through. You know, it's like you you can you can do whatever you want to do, but you're not gonna get Job's soul. And to me, this is my soul that I'm pouring back out to the mm-hmm. world. You because mm-hmm. you couldn't touch that. You couldn't take that from me. No matter what the enemy tried to do to destroy me, you can take the soul of me because I'm giving yeah. the soul back for other victims to be healed and to be empowered, you know, and to have the opportunities to have their kids tested. So I'm grateful that God found favor with me. Favor is a beautiful thing, you know, and so I love that because it, it meant in spite of everything that I've been through, he was still going to make sure he took care of me as long as I trusted him through the process. And so I'm mm-hmm. grateful for that. 
Amen. Amen. And so tell us a little bit about HopeSavesMinistry.org. I'm going to definitely be sure to share that here for those tuning in. Please be sure to go out and support and see all that Lavinia is doing with HopeSavesMinistry.org. I mean, tell us a little bit about that. Well, HopeSavesMinistry.org is an organization. I, for one, I dedicated to my mom. Her middle name was Hope. And uh, and it was like a twist of play on words. But SAVE stands for Sexual Assault Victims Empowered to Speak. And that's exactly what the ministry is about. It's about empowering victims of sexual violence to speak, to find their voices, to use their voices. We do this by conferences, programs, uh, different engagements that we do. Uh, if we're going on the streets, uh, uh, one annual thing I do, I haven't done it this year, uh, is celebrate the release. And that's a event that God gave me in 2008, seven, I believe, where we do an annual balloon release. And what we do is we write on the balloon. We have a whole program for survivors. Some share their testimonies. We have counselors, different things. We have a keynote speaker, just like a, a program for, for awareness for the community about sexual violence, what it does, just just raising awareness. And then we, at the end of it, we do the balloon release. We write our pains, our traumas, and we release them to the heavens. And, and my, my, my sim, how I uh, compared that was we're giving it back, all of our pain back to God in the process of that. So yeah. that's what Hope Saves is about. It's about empowering survivors, giving them resources, giving them referrals, um, and joining forces with other organizations. I'm also with, I think it's Hope PXL, uh, for sex trafficking, I'm on the board of directors for um, for Host H O S T, a sex trafficking organization. I'm an uh, ambassador for for the other one, Hope. And then I'm with the uh, in state of Texas. We have House Bill 1590, which is the uh, Sexual Assault Task Force. I'm a member of that. And with this, and with that task force, what happens is we the laws, legislation, everything in the state of Texas that has to do with sexual violence, we sit and we go through it, we comb through it, we testify, we make sure it's trauma-informed, uh, we make sure that it, uh, it adhered to a victim uh, and, and their lived experiences, and we're just transforming Texas through the processes. I'm also a part of the TASA Sexual Assault Advisory Board, one of the founding members, TASA's Texas Association Against Sexual Assault in the State of Texas. Uh, and it's just so much more than I'm a part of, but I do it all to empower survivors of sexual violence and to, for them to find their voices so they can speak, uh, mm -hmm. so they can do the work that I do because there's so much work to be done in this, mm -hmm. in this realm. And the, the more voices we have, especially those voices that are empowered, the more impact we can make. And my prayer is that many will come forward and begin to speak and go beyond speaking and making a change in their lives and in the lives of others and in laws and different things. And that's what Hope Saves is about. We are empowering survivors yes. to speak and find their voices. Yes. Yeah. I just thank God so much for you because even in the midst of all that you have gone through, you continue to always say, I know this is about someone else. I know that despite what's going on, I'm going to trust God. Yeah. You know, she just continued to kept saying that. And it, it's yeah. an encouragement because yeah. it, you, you know, you said something a couple months ago that I wrote down. I keep my notes together, but it says it's worth the wait 
and I want to wait on God anytime. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. my God. Yeah. So that even in all of you waiting, yeah. needing all these different, uh, you know, guidelines that you, oh man, I missed that. And I got to yeah. do this and I got to start yeah. this over. And anyone dealing with legislation, you know, you yeah. have to have writers and you have yeah. to make sure this stuff is, 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 yeah. is, is, is like, it has to be perfect almost yeah. to present yeah. it before Congress yeah. or before yeah. Senate. So for God to even put the people together right. yes. to yeah. write this law, yes. Let you know that he yes. sets you right in place yes. at the right yes. time. So I, I, it's I such a beautiful that, thing. I love that you brought that back up because it makes me think of when I first started out advocating for victims years ago. And I remember God, as I, because I, like I told you, I'm a spiritual woman. I'm not trying to freak anybody out. But, it's all but right. God, Just... <laughs> God showed me that this was going to be bigger than me. And mm -hmm. I was afraid at first and I, as I was in prayer with it and I was like, Lord, what, what do you mean? This is going to be bigger than me. And my spirit was like, just trust me. And, right. and, and God showed me that I'm, it's going to be like a masterpiece I'm going to put together and mm -hmm. I'm going to put the people in place and surround you with those people. That's going to help you get to where I want you to be. I know mm -hmm. this is a God thing. Yeah. And so, I, when, that's why I say it was worth the wait. And I remember I had many people say, well, Lavinia do this, Lavinia do that. And I had people, you know, trying to get me to, uh, to like even try to make money off of, of it. And, and that was, it was not all about that. And I'm like, I'm going to wait or try this avenue or do this. And I'm like, no, God is going to send the people. Some people mm -hmm. that even I've even met and they're no longer there. They were still valuable for that time because they were part, they, they had to leave their imprint on that masterpiece mm -hmm. that God was creating. And it was just, it was just so amazing because it was a long wait. He gave me this vision like in 2000, and, I want to say 2003. And I, mm -hmm. but I continued to pray. And, and, mm -hmm. and it seemed like I was that person uh, that kept praying, but nobody saw anything happening. And I'm like, but I'm trusting God. I know there's work for me to do. And there were moments where it seemed like it was silent. But what I learned was those moments of silence, I, I was, he had me waiting for the next, mm. the next adventure in a sense. So I would just, I would just pray or, or something would happen, you know, in those moments. I'm like, okay, Lord, why is it quiet? I may have my mom passed in 2014. I had close family members to pass, different health issues in the hospital. And so I was like, okay, I, I see. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait. I'm going yeah. to wait. And as I waited, and as I waited, mm -hmm. he started connecting me with people, just reaching out. Lavinia, I've been watching you. Lavinia, I want to help you. Lavinia, let's do this. Lavinia. And I'm like, and, and I wasn't afraid of them. I wasn't, I, I was like, okay. Because I knew it was a part of his perfect plan, his yes. perfect will for all of this. And so when it came together, I was such an emotional creature because I said, Lord, you did this. I remember yes. my husband told Sergeant Welsh when they went to solve my crime, Sergeant Welsh gave me a spiel. And I'm going back a little bit. Sergeant Welsh said, now, Lavinia, we may not be able to, if this guy never committed a felony, he won't be in CODIS. Because the law didn't require them to right. notice at the time. He says something. Right. We may be just like we're a square one with all of this. We may not find out anything. My husband looked at Sergeant Welsh. He said, oh, you're going to find hers. Sergeant Welsh told my husband, he said, why are you so confident? My husband said, because God is in this. 
He said it just like that. He said, God, mm-hmm. and if I was the first one that they found under the CCAP program with the cold cases when he started with the David Smith Act and the funding for Dallas, I was the first one. And then from there, it just went boom, boom, boom. And I just sit back and I just relax because I Hallelujah. knew working and i and i kept praying and i was like whoever he sends i didn't stress i didn't stress anymore i didn't worry anymore you know because that it was those moments i knew god i'm I'm confident now that Mm -hmm. you are in this that you're making this work you're making these things happen for me another thing real quick if i can interject that he showed me with sergeant welsh came was when they solved my crime I used before they saw that I used to have nightmares every single night because I didn't know who this guy was. I woke up and I would wake up in the middle of the night screaming. My husband would drive me all over Dallas. That's what gas was like 89 cents a gallon to calm me down. This was every night, every mm-hmm. night. And I want to say 1990, I was 95 or 96. I woke up in the middle of the night. I sat up in my bed as I always did. My husband sat up and he was like getting his shoes ready to go. And I told him, I said, we're not going anywhere. He goes, why not? I said, because God told me I don't have to run anymore from him. Mm, come on. My husband was like, I was crazy. He said, you don't have to run from him anymore. I said, no. I said, I don't know if he's dead. I don't know if he's in prison. I don't know what it is, but I, God told me to get some rest. I mm. laid down the toilet. I went to sleep. Not another nightmare because I had started my 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 journey of healing. Come not on. Another nightmare fast forward back to 2006 2006 with sergeant welsh seven when he gave me my case and my mo and told me about my rapist he went to prison in 1995 or 96 the same time i told my husband that i was supposed to go to sleep he had been locked up for 10 years he was Mm. getting ready to back out of prison but now here i am on the scene facing that devil face to face and he was denied parole because it had my case not been solved, they said he probably would have got parole again. But I had yeah. to go against that because I'm like, this is a serial rapist. He did this before. He got out before and raped again. And it was just amazing. My, when my husband saw that, when he, when he told him when he was locked up, Sergeant Welsh, my husband looked at me and he said, he said, you said it. And I said, no, God said it. Sergeant Welsh said, what did I miss? And we told him about the time frame when the guy was locked up. And I knew then, Toya, you can tell mm. nothing. Mm. I don't care oh, yeah. what people say now, how they try to dispel God ain't real. How they, you know, ain't, this ain't no coincidence. These are Jesus dances. That's what I say. So you I know that's right. all you want to say. I, I will not be moved. I will not be mm. shaken. I will learn to sit down and wait on God. When he tells me going to do something he shows me he's going i'm gonna wait it may have taken me another 20 years to get to this point but i waited i waited that long so why not mm-hmm. wait now he's kept me on that way he's not gonna stop keeping me now and so i get excited about this you know yeah. because it was more than just a rape kit backlog this was god showing up and showing out and using this in an avenue that many didn't expect him to use this in and that's why i catch fire with this because we so many things happen in society rape is an issue that we don't want to talk about it's an issue even in the bible days of tamar and, and the different women that were raped and in the shadow times of, of of slavery when they raped black women and and it was like expected to happen and and, and how we're dismissed 
you know, so easily dismissed. And even in any race, when it comes to rape, you know, we victim blame and how society looked at victims. God, I believe God chose me, one of his chosen vessels to, to be, be a voice and come forward. And we're going to change the whole trajectory when it comes to mm -hmm. how we look at and talk about rape. And it's going to be a spiritual matter involved in the midst of all of this because he can, he's a healer and he can mm -hmm. heal processes and we're going to talk about things and we're going to take back our lives and all of this so i get excited about yes, that a lot of it is a spiritual thing for me because i saw his handiwork as he yes. created his masterpiece i don't i still don't take credit for anything i don't yes. i give somebody credit but god this is god's work i'm mm -hmm. honored because he chose me that's a beautiful thing to be chosen to be used by God. Yes. I don't care what anybody says. That's a that you found favor with me. And sometimes mm -hmm. favor is not fair because people are like, well, why she has this or why she get this or why you don't know what I had to go through to get come here. on. I was willing to wait. I was willing to cry a little bit more. I was willing to suffer a little bit more because I knew the handiwork of God was in the midst of it all. So come I, on love that I was chosen by him. Are you willing to wait? Are you willing to suffer more? Are you are you going to throw in the towel? Are you going to curse God and die? I, 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 There's a chance I'm not going to take because I saw what he done, what he's capable of doing. So I waited. I waited. And I, whatever else he has for me, I'm going to continue to wait. So I'm thankful for this moment in time. This has been a blessing for me to receive this. And it's not just about the law. It's not about the name. I think about all the stuff my grandmother taught me as a little girl. A, a, a good name is more precious than Rubens. I took pride in keeping my name clean, staying out of trouble. I could have been that kid where I take the extra mile and I still out the store. Or I bust you upside the head. I had a guy friend that I dated once before who tried to hit me with a two by four. I pulled a gun on him, but I thought about that. You know, I can go to prison for this. It wasn't that I was scared, I, but I wanted to protect for some reason mm -hmm. i had to protect my name my mm. my identity i was i was trying to get my identity back one day and god has given me that this is who i am and so it was worth the wait latoya it was my worth god Yes, my God, my God. Listen, I'm telling you, I thank God for you, honey, sharing you. your testimony of yes, hope, yep. redemption, and restoration. Yes, she has books, she has so many other things, Jeannie in the bottle. Uh, also breathe again that came yes. out in 2006. She's working on a new project. Listen, Lavinia Masters is doing wonderful things in the kingdom of God, but she always points it back to the Father. Yes. And I, I just appreciate that so much about you. Like I said, I can't believe you're a grandma. I'm like, Lavinia, you're a grandma. What you mean? And, to, you know, to show me pictures, but to see all the joy. My yes. God, you don't look nothing like what I know you've been through. What yes, ma'am. I mean, I the, yes, my God, the surgeries and the, I mean, this woman has been through it, has yes. been through it, but she, yes. my God, it's the Holy Spirit that That's just what it is. life. Yes. It's the Holy Spirit. Yes. I thank God for you, sis. So thank you. anything that you would like to share with those tuning in or those who will catch the replay to encourage them tonight before we head out? You know, Latoya, I I would have so much to say. I do. I because I, I it's it's the joy of the Lord is my strength, and so so much is happening in this world. So much trauma, so much pain, so much just a lot. 
and and I'm not even talking about the pandemic, the things that we go through on that level. But I want to tell you this, that, and I shared some of this last night uh, with a private group that I'm in for, it's called Next Level. But I, I, I heard a, a, the pastor preach and he was talking about the lame man and how the lame man had to be carried in. But when he was healed from all of his, his you know, and able to walk again, he walked out. Mm -hmm. And that that did something to me because I want us to remember that a lot of us are so hurt or so broken or so devastated or so traumatized that we had to get people to literally carry us in, carry us into the next, the next point in our life, carry us to the next phase, carry us just to get help, you know, carry us everywhere. They had to support us. They had to lift us up. They had to literally carry us. But if you allow them to carry you to the foot of Jesus, if you allow him just to touch you and heal you, I promise you, you're going to walk up out of there like a renewed person with a renewed mind, with a renewed spirit, with a renewed heart. And I'm telling you, you, I, I said I shouted out is what I did. I did a, I did a two-step dance up out of that. I know that's and right. People had to carry me because I, I was so broken. I was so devastated. I was so hurt. But I had I was able to walk out and I'm still walking. I'm walking with pride. I think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the in the fiery furnace. And as they went, as they were in there, the 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 God came in with them. The Son of God came in with them. And it was like, wait a minute. They weren't burned, they weren't consumed. And they mm. were, I imagine they were shouting the entire time because they knew these flames, even though those that tried to destroy us, it consumed mm. him. But he mm. he loves me so much so because mm. my heart is in the right place. I'm I'm a servant of him. I'm going to give yes. back. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to do right by him. I'm going to believe I accept him as my savior. He's going to protect me even when you think I should be seen. It's like you said, you, I should have some kind of re residual Come of me on. smelling like smoke, looking like smoke, all the hell that I've been through, all the burden to endure. But I come out, we come out as pure gold. We walk mm -hmm. through those fiery furnaces. We may be carried in, but we're walking out. And that's what I want your audience to remember tonight. God is a healer. It's not a cliche. I don't believe in hype. I don't believe. I get excited. That's why I may seem hype, because I just get excited. You yes. got to understand, when you've been in darkness, and yes. now all you see is light, light beyond, you don't even know darkness exists anymore in your life. Baby, I'm telling you, that is a joy that I will not give up for anybody. That peace that he's given me, that's mm. when it surpasses all understanding. Sometimes I don't even understand why I'm so peaceful. Come on now. I'm, I'm chilling. I can see all the hell breaking loose. I can see everything happening. I know it's, and I have my moments, but I got to remember whose I am. You know, and who I serve, and I go back. I'm like, okay, Jesus, you got to help me with this one. And he, and he, okay, he reminds me, you, well, you came to me, so you already know what you got. Know the power you have in Him. Trust Him in your processes. Mm -hmm. And so I just get excited about that. Yeah, I'm grateful that you allow me to share on that level with your listening audience tonight. You guys, stay encouraged. Don't just 
I'm telling you, get in your word. Know the promises that God has in store for you. They right there in the word. Don't get caught up in what people say, how they distract you, how they try to get you. It amazes me how people try to fight against Jesus. They don't fight against Buddha. They don't fight against uh, uh, this, this, the crystals and that. They don't, they don't, they don't. I mean, they go tooth and nail to fight and dispel what Jesus said. Why? Because it's real. That's why it's real. That's why you're fighting. It's going to transform people. That's why you're fighting. It's going to do things beyond wonders. That's why you're fighting him. Buddha can't do all that. Crystals can't do all that. Tarot cards can't do all that. But you know Jesus can make a difference in somebody's life. That's why you're fighting. You think the enemy wants to pull, wants you to pull people from his side and and allow them to go to heaven and worship and everybody do everything right and and he don't get a chance to reign like he reigned? No, because that's his job. So guess what? They fight the word of God. They fight Jesus. They fight the love of God. And do the transformation lives how they can be. They fight it. They fight it. We even struggle ourselves, the inner conflict of man, because of our sin nature. But you keep on trusting God. You keep on believing in him. You keep studying that word. I challenge them. When they try to challenge me, I say, have you picked up the Bible lately? No, you're not going to read that Bible. You know why you're not going to read it? Because it may change you. It may convict you. It may change your heart. You may start preaching and giving the word of God. So no, you're not going to read it. So until you read it and get it for yourself, you go ahead and leave me alone. Because Come I'm on. I'm going to stand right there on his word. He's been too good to me. He didn't rob me from too Hallelujah. much. Too much. Yeah. I'm here to stay. I'm here to stay, baby. <laughs> and I love it. And I want your listening audience, if they don't remember nothing else from me, stand on his word. Trust him and believe he's going to bring you out. Yes, amen. Amen. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Miss <laughs> Lavinia. You're Sacrificing your time to come on here and no bless problem. the audience. I thank you all for tuning in. And again, please be sure to support Broken Vessels Podcast as well as Lavinia Masters by visiting www.hopesavesministry.org. There's also, if you want to donate, contribute, whatever the Lord leads you to do, please be sure to support her and all that God has her doing for other people. We just thank God for you. Everyone have a blessed evening. Love you all. Love you. Thank you again. You are.